What's the one thing you are prone to say? If only, blank, 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 then my life would be good. Take a moment to answer that question. If only, then my life would be good. Today I'm gonna talk a little bit about the backstory of my story that's connected to my mom. <laughs> I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have authored a book, written anything if it wasn't for I had a mom and a dad. So I'm gonna connect a little bit of their story to my story of pain. But that sentence, if only, blank, 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 was definitely a sentence that my mom would carry her whole life. And her sentence would be completed like this. If only a man would choose me and love me, then my life will be good. Hey, Revelation Wellness. We're in the Body Revelation season here on the podcast, and you just heard a sneak peek of one of the special conversations Elisa is having about her personal stories of pain. And they are filled with such raw honesty, we think you're going to love hearing more. You'll get access to four exclusive conversations, a special bonus for pre-ordering the Body Revelation before June 13th. You'll also get special discounts on the Body Revelation apparel, access to the full audiobook narrated by Elisa herself, and so much more. Swipe up on the show notes and click the link to pre-order, and you'll get immediate access to the first found chapter of the Body Revelation. Today, Elisa's talking about the body freedom movement and helping us understand why it's over. Maybe you're even wondering what the body freedom movement is. She walks you through the movement and gives you two reasons why this movement is over. But the best part is she offers some real hope and freedom. And it's not about a shortcut, but real deep healing for our hungry hearts. This one is so life-giving. Please share it with a friend. Okay, friends, let's press play on this one. Peace. Jesus, teach us. Holy Spirit, lead us and God be our father we need you we want to keep the freedom we have gained and it's a freedom that is not destroying our freedom it's a freedom stay free and set others free into the gospel in Jesus name we pray amen all right friends well it would seem that after a time of rest and acceptance and encouragement and empowerment for all body shapes and sizes, it appears that there is a storm front blowing in. The celebration of thin is coming back in. So is the body freedom movement over? No, it's still here. I believe there will absolutely still be a place to celebrate whatever body shape or size. That's a good thing. But there is going to be now a lifting up of that standard once again of thin. That thin is what the person wants to be. The quest to be thin never really went away. It was momentarily overshadowed by a cry for body acceptance and freedom. Out of the COVID time that we came in, COVID really brought us all to the aches and pains that were in our heart. And we're like, no, we're not taking it anymore. George Floyd, the injustice, the ability for everyone to express their opinion or thought. It was time to throw off the shackles. And that was a beautiful thing. And it did allow the voices to get louder and at the forefront over this ideal of diet culture and thin, but friends, thin is not going away. This desire to be thin, man, and I could, I could just preach on what is that? Why? And who said that small is better? I'm going to stay on track, though. We've talked about how the body freedom movement is not even necessarily freedom, that it's possible for you to be in that movement and not be free because we can disguise our heart disease, dis-ease, in the freedom. Real freedom is found in knowing who you are and what you are living for. And that, my friend, is God. You are made by God and for God, and you are his apex of creation. And he created all shapes, sizes, melanin, ability. 
So he's all about that celebration, but it always does come back to, to God first. So I'm here today to prepare you for the battle that is coming. It's coming. The storm front will blow in. You are going to see it front and center, this idolatry of sin. Why is this happening? Two reasons. One, <laughs> there is no money to be made in freedom. There's no money to be made if everyone throws off the shackles. Hey, can I just side note that? Revelation Wellness, we're not even here to make money. Man, we don't want to make money off you. That's why we're a ministry. That's why when you donate, when you say, this matters to me, you're actually behind a message, not a product, which is why we need partners, we need donors, we need people to believe it, not just buy our stuff. I don't care. Wrap it all up. Just roll it up. I don't want to just sit here and pump out little things for you guys. We want you to be growing in love with God and others and have a healthy well-being place for yourself. It doesn't make money. Freedom doesn't make money. It shouldn't make money because you're free. But what we do is we take what we have and with our dollar bills and with our investment of time and talent and treasure, we destroy health. That's what money is for. That's what resources is for. But see, we have a world that is capitalizing on our fears constantly. And we're just here to say it's God's love. What if we grow in that? There is no money to be made in freedom is the number one reason why it's not going away. Second, probably maybe even the bigger thing above there's no money to be made in freedom is that Satan, our enemy, and the spirit that is at work in this world prohibits kindness and rest. He's going to have none of it. You are not allowed to be free. As much as I am certain the body positivity movement kind of irritated him a little bit, it also didn't irritate him. Because remember, I've said to you, Satan doesn't care who or what you worship as long as it isn't God. So let's back it up a little bit. A little history. <laughs> We've seen a deconstruction of diet culture that has swept in, it's been fantastic, I'm so grateful. Prior to that, in 2018, if we go back, remember our life pre-COVID? In 2018, Weight Watchers, pre-pandemic, that was the time they were going strong, meeting in person, having weigh-ins. Has anyone here been a part of a Weight Watchers group? And listen, no shame. You only know what you know. That's the best we could do at that time. It was like, hey, let's get in community. Let's hold each other accountable, which is great. Community accountability. But whew, the fact that someone stood on a scale each week to say, did I make my goal? Am I making it happen? Is this happening? They still do that in the meetings to weigh in and have accountability. And then there would be also health habits, tips and tricks and all this and it works, friends. It works because it is that accountability. Here's a system. And really what it does, I've told you before, it allows you to outsource your interoception. What's going on with me? What am I hungry for? What do I really need? What do I really want? Can I trust my cravings? Or is this a wanting? Is this a liking? Is this good food? Is this bad food? Moral application to food, which is why we created food is not the box of me. But it feels good when you have struggled with it. It feels good. So I want to say no shame. We understand why you would do that. But we know that 97% of diets fail, which is why you sign back up again for the accountability because it is going to fail. So then 2021 rolls around. 2018, Weight Watchers going strong. Oprah's doing her commercial, I love bread. Everyone remember that? <laughs> Counting some points, it's working. They're kind of putting it under the wellness thing. Hey, this looks really good. You get to have more permissibility and freedom and all that stuff, which it was still 
a moral constriction and restriction behind food. So by 2021, we have the post-pandemic shakeup of everything and everyone was fed up. And so the body inclusivity movement happens, female voices rise and Weight Watchers cowers a little bit and says, you know what, we're gonna change. We are no longer Weight Watchers because just think about it, the name itself sounds exhausting. I'm gonna watch my weight. Gosh, scripture talks about what we look for. What are you watching? What are you putting your eyes on? Seek first the kingdom. I'm gonna watch the kingdom. I'm gonna watch God move in my life. He's certainly up to something today, but if you are busy watching your weight, watching and restricting and counting, you'll miss him. King of King walks right in, sits down, and we're too busy measuring our food. That's exactly what an enemy wants for you. So they change themselves to a wellness that works. And friends, here's what happens. Since 2018, I'd like to show you a visual. Listen, I am not out to villainize Weight Watchers. Maybe I am. Maybe I am a little bit. I'm, I'm out to villainize the world's tactics so you stop playing and feeding into the game. This is a chart of Weight Watchers stock since 2018. Move from left to right. In 2018, pre-pandemic, it is at 104, 105 shares. $105 per share. You want to buy a share in Weight Watchers? $105, please. And look where we're at today. $4. $4. This is what they have watched happen. We're losing. We're losing. They're losing money. Because there's no money to be made in freedom. When they shifted to wellness that works, they shifted away from counting points to saying, hey, it's your personal points program. You get to choose how you want to use your points. You get to choose what your goal is. They would no longer assign what a number is or kind of set you a goal. You get to choose the goal. And here's what happened. People actually hated it. <laughs> they didn't like it. It wasn't working. Why? Because people said it was too confusing. There are too many options. If you tell me I get to choose, that's too many options. Romans 1 says this, that they worshiped and served created things, all the options, rather than creator God. We want one thing to focus on because we were made for one thing. We were made for one thing. And so that's why when they go, well, you're giving me too many options. No, just please give me the one thing. We were made to worship God and not our weight and not our health and not our finances. Enter whatever it is. Man, I feel sometimes like I'm a broken record because I have the easiest message to say over and over every day. Worship God, make your life about seeking him. And when you do that, all these other things will work themselves out. And I'm going to get to the reason why that's hard for you. Because there is empathy for you there. But it doesn't mean empathy doesn't mean I quit. It means let me reset. Let me get some kindness up in here. And let me remember, I have an enemy. As long as we worship created things, plural, we won't worship creator God. And so that gets really frustrating and exhausting. So we go, please just tell me the one thing to worship. And if we don't have a mind of Christ, the one thing that we worship, the one thing that we adore and give our time, talent, and treasure to first and most, then we will be exhausted by all the other things. Too many options. Too many options. Hear this, O Israel. Our God is one. I love that when Jesus <laughs> is asked, what are the greatest commandments? I love, I'm so grateful that he didn't say, the greatest commandment is this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. No, he actually said, hear this, O Israel, our God is one. You were made for the singleness of affection, the singleness of heart. 
but you have an enemy that constantly accuses day and night and he is not going to shut up. So we get ready for the battle. Get your battle gear on everyone. The storm is coming. We were created to worship one thing, the singular thing that holds all things to that together. Colossians 1, in him, all things hold together. Your body holds together. Your mind holds together. It all holds together. But what we need is healing. <laughs> we need healing. We don't need to sign up for the next group. Even if the content we make for you guys, God, I pray it brings you into healing, into this, oh my gosh, he loves me because he loves me. Because Jesus says, if you love me, then you're going to have no problem wanting what I want and doing what I want to do. So love me. Know how loved you are by me. We need healing. The reason we seek to get satisfaction in other places, we ache, we're hungry, we need healing. And when I think about healing, what we need is logos therapy comes to mind. The word I was asking the Lord about, I'm like, what do we need for healing? He said, logos therapy, which I was thinking, oh, word of God therapy. But then I found out logos therapy is actually something Viktor Frankl, who was a man who spent three years in the Nazi concentration camp. He wrote The Man's Meaning for Life, a great book. But he created this concept of logos therapy. It means that you have a meaning and a purpose for life. Every person needs a logotherapy. I have a meaning and a purpose for life. And for us, it's God. It's God. God is our meaning. He has given us matter so we can make meaning in the world. And this is the reason for our life. Everyone take a breath. It's the reason for your breath. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Your body is the expression of praise. It is going to weak. It is going to fail. It is going to change in shape and size because your body is not about vanity. It is for ability. And so we need that meaning of life and the meaning for what my body, how it comes under whatever my meaning of life is. And when we have time in the word of God and with the God of the word, that heals us and feeds our hungry hearts. We have hungry hearts. We are hungry. And Weight Watchers knows that we are hungry people. So now, under this new CEO, guess what? Weight Watchers is back to its old branding. It's back. It's actually saying, we are Weight Watchers. Here's now their tagline. Weight Watchers is for people who want more from weight loss. They're going for it. Because weight loss makes money. It was so fun. I was at breakfast the other day talking to my husband about this, and he was fascinated. So he was the one. He, he goes, I want to check out their stock. He was the one. And he looked at this. My husband is a brilliant businessman and a really brilliant scientist as well. He's really good at like thinking deep thoughts and, and, and business mindset. And he was studying it and he started falling into this hole. He's like, man, this is fascinating. And he actually said, this is brilliant. Now hear me. It's not brilliant. I had to go, Simon, this is not good. This is bad. He's like, no, no, no. I know what you're saying. He goes, but from a business standpoint, what they're doing, it's brilliant. This is what you have to do. You have to do this. If you're going to survive something that you do, you've got to make your stand and go. So they are in it. Weight loss makes money. So in 2023, just recently in March, Weight, Weight Watchers purchased Sequence. It's a telehealth subscription service, get this, that connects patients with doctors who can prescribe weight loss and diabetes drugs including the new trending weight loss diabetic drug called, everyone know this yet? Ozempic. I know I took some time to study and learn about Ozempic. I didn't rush into it because I've seen it. It is a massive trend right now, Ozempic. 
And it is giving people fast weight loss. Like literally this is, you know, we've talked about the silver bullet and that, that magic bullet that people want. This, in my 32 years of being in this industry, this is probably the closest we've ever got at a bullet. It's called Ozempic, also known as ribolysis, ribolysis, or Wegovi. <clears throat> so what they're doing, basically weight loss, or Weight Watchers is saying, hey, if you have an issue with your weight loss, we're gonna help you, we're gonna give you some drugs. And now generally, this drug is only supposed to be for diabetics. It was created initially for diabetics and it works. Now, I want you to hear me. I am not against people needing a drug. If you are a diabetic, it's an actual issue that suppresses the pancreas so that the insulin doesn't get released. And when insulin doesn't get released into the body or isn't released at a well rate, then our blood sugar stays high in the blood and doesn't get distributed into the working tissues of the muscles. So then we have a hard time metabolizing our food and weight tends to stay on. Now I wanna make this clear, only 11% of the population in the United States has diabetes. And Weight Watchers is not working, Weight Watchers is not a diabetic company. But what they're trying to do is say, hey, we're gonna slide this in here. For people who technically it's supposed to only be for people that are in that 11%. And again, I say I'm not against drug when it's like, hey, morbidity or a drug. Okay, mercy, great. Thank you, God, that there's medicine. But they are issuing it now to all kinds of people. People are getting it in all kinds of places in all schemey kind of ways. Celebrities and Hollywood are taking it. And yes, our girl Oprah herself is taking it. So you probably have seen some massive weight loss. By the way, Oprah is an investor in Weight Watchers. I believe she owns a big part and portion of Weight Watchers. So probably a wise decision for her to, to support her brand. <sighs> Y'all, again, I want you to hear my heart. I'm not against the use of this for people that are in really dire straits, but majority of people are not. And we know where there is a good thing, we make it our God thing. Where it's the thing that's gonna feed the ache of my hunger. I need a smaller waistline. I don't fit in. We'll do whatever it takes. And so we're gonna see a massive use of this drug. And because they now own this company, Sequence, that's how they'll be able to get the drug to Betty Sue, who just wanted to join a little Weight Watchers group. Friends, we need you. I need you. We, Revelation Month, you have got to get this mission and go and carry this message out into the world. Don't just sit back and be a participant and it'll be a spectator. We have to say this mission over and over again. I'm gonna do another teaching. I feel it's important for me to do another teaching of when is it time to really take a look at, at your weight and, and what to do there. But majority of the people, and this is absolutely true, they don't need the drug because the, the, the discipline and, and the accountability that can be put in place to make the better choices is the better road to take. It's just the harder road to take. And again, anyone in the world can take that road. For us, <laughs> the Logos therapy is Christ. What Ozempic does, and I just want to unpack this a little bit, because I know many of you are going to be tempted to take it. It's going to be easily accessible. By the way, it's $1,000 a month. <laughs> so already some of you are like, well, I'm out. $1,000 a month. Some people are starting to get it in black market Places kind of off the shelf, $300, $500 a month. It's costly. But here's what it does. It acts on the centers in the brain that suppresses appetite. So then it slows down the digestion of food and it makes you think that you are fuller than you are. Next to bariatric surgery, it is, it's effective for curving weight gain. But here's the deal. Research shows that whoever goes off it, the weight comes back and then some. 
back to the fact. Anytime, oh, I want to grab you all. Anytime we think we can shortcut the intelligence and design of God in this body, his thumbprint is on us. He's like, listen, I made you for me. And when you chase after schemes, it will backfire. And it is a mercy because I ain't going to give up on you. My fingerprint is on you. People who go off the drug tend to gain it back. By the way, side note, when this medication was created originally for diabetics who need it because of morbidity, they are told when they sign on the dotted line, when you take this, you actually are going to take it for the rest of your life. You're supposed to take it for the rest of your life. My daughter has her thyroid removed. She has to take thyroid medication for the rest of her life. Praise God for that. A diabetic who is facing death, who cannot walk, is potentially going to lose an arm, a leg, or it is morbidity. Maybe at that point, I'm going to take the medication. Maybe. But again, I'll say diabetes itself, more in that 11%, it can get turned around because some of them are type 2 diabetics. Type 2 means you aren't medication dependent. So what y'all see, teeny tiny, this is like this little bit of a crack of, of a blessing for a percentage of people. And man, with us and our wicked hearts, our hearts, right? I'll take that. And you know why? Money to be made. They're never supposed to go off it. So we don't even know as people go on it, you're literally saying, I am signing up for this forever. This is the prison that I'm going to freely walk into and close the gate behind me. Now, when people come off of it, because one, $1,000 a month, or two, who knows? We don't even know the long-term effects that this could have on people who don't need it, for one. But again, we know that the body has a set point. So whenever you mess with the, the I'm going to shortcut it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reroute my, my neurochemistry it might work for a season, but when you want to come off it, the body is smart. It will reset back to the point you were, it knows best. The point where it goes, I'm safe there. I'm safe. By the way, people that take Ozempic or this, it, it's called a semeglutide. Uh, it messes with your reward centers in your brain. So they notice that people generally, their reward pleasure sensors go down. So not only do they probably not eat as much, they also don't shop as much. They also don't drink as much. They also don't uh, scroll as much. Hey, that's kind of a blessing. It suppresses everything. We are meant to feel so that we take these things to God and we have a relationship with God. Our feelings are not a problem. They're actually a gift so that we can have a growing relationship, a maturing relationship with God. You can't outsmart your body and your brain. And by the way, remember leptin resistance, leptin resistance or suppression. When you go on a diet, when you try to shortcut your body's metabolism, you suppress leptin. Leptin is your hunger hormone. Hunger, we're hungry people. Too many options. <laughs> when we suppress that and then we, on a diet, it goes down. Then when you start to eat again, leptin goes, well, I'm hungry. And your hunger goes up. And then every time you diet, it goes down and then it comes up again. And because your body wants safety, it's like, listen, let's not do that again. <laughs> I need safety. Friends, we can learn this. We can learn all of this in our own Imago Day design. God has created our bodies to heal. But man, we will have none of it. We want the shortcut. So now anyone can get access to these drugs and anyone can use and are using. We have TikTok famous people, Hollywood celebrities, and friends, even Christian influencers are using and at risk. Again, I say no judgment, but we all have to deal with our hearts. We can't get up and say one thing about Jesus with our mouth, but our hearts be far from him. 
We have hungry, hungry hearts. I had a whole uh, article I was going to share with you about just the cult of thinness. Does your body feel like a problem to be solved? Do you feel stuck with your body trying to make the best of what you've been given? Are you still prone to getting stuck in the obsess and neglect cycle concerning your body? Friends, this is Elisa, and this is why I wrote my next book, The Body Revelation. In The Body Revelation, as a lover of God and His Word, I have applied my over 30 plus years of health and wellness experience and the latest research to help you understand how the physical pain you've lived through doesn't just affect you spiritually and emotionally, but biologically. In The Body Revelation, you will learn how to stop treating your body as a problem to be solved and learn how to engage with your body and God as part of the solution instead. Together, you and I will train through the six stages of metabolizing pain. Each chapter includes physical practices through an audio teaching where you and I will train together to apply what you just learned. This isn't a book just to be read. It's a book to be trained. By the end of the book, you will have an enduring, good, holy, and whole reason for honoring God with your body. You will have a body revelation. In this world, we will have trouble. We will have pain, but we can partner with the God of our bod and in our bod to live healthy, whole, and free. Pre-order your copy of the body revelation today. Your pre-order helps us let suppliers of books around the world know that this message matters and they better have it on their shelves by June 13th. Swipe up on the show notes now to pre-order your copy of The Body Revelation and receive pre-order bonuses that are only available right now and they will go away. And you guys, one of these freebies is a complete audio version of the book so you can start listening before the book releases. And guess what? I got to narrate my own book. So you and I will be walking, reading, and training together. Thanks for helping us share with the world that what's needed now on the earth is for each of us to walk with God and receive a body revelation. And now back to our show. I had a whole uh, article I was going to share with you about just the cult of thinness is making a depressing comeback. There's an article in Vice magazine, and it basically alludes to the fact that we have Kim and Khloe Kardashian who have, they started out very much a non-size zero body type. They kind of celebrated that they were more curvy and voluptuous, and they're actually now starting to get smaller and smaller because if your heart isn't founded on Christ, too many options. Maybe I want to be thinner now. Maybe I want to be blonder now. Maybe I want to be younger now. (laughs) Too many options. I polled my uh, audience on Instagram and I asked this question. When it comes to how your body looks, are you happy with how you look? Are you not happy or are you content? 76% of my people, your people, and they were honest, so praise God, 76% are not happy with how they look. 92.5% of people that are connected to me wish they were smaller. 1.7, wish they were bigger. That's my daughter, Sophia. I'm actually going to be RW Plus subscribers. You're going to hear a funny conversation with him. She wants more butt. She's like, I don't have a butt, right? It's like, like, so technically, I guess I want to be bigger. 6% of you are content with how you look. 43% of you, when entering a room, are worried about how you look. 69% of you are plugged into a community of people who are diverse and celebrate all bodies as good. Isn't that interesting? 69% of you, how many did I say? 76% aren't happy with how they look, but yet 69% are plugged into a community of people. They're like, we think you're great. But meanwhile... Nobody feels great. So we tell others, we think you're great. We think you're great. I don't feel great. (laughs) And 62% of you feel like you are faking your body freedom. How can this be? Listen, 
is where I need your attention. Give me five, ten more minutes. How can this be? How can it be that we say we want body freedom? Oh, 76% of us still aren't content. This is a good body. Oh, I wish it was thinner. 69%. Here's why. I propose it's because it is possible to hang out in God's kingdom while refusing full citizenship. Many of you are hanging out and you are refusing full citizenship. You know why? Because full citizenship is costly. I looked up this document. It's called the Oath of Allegiance. If you were not a United States citizen and you came here and you want to become a citizen of the United States, you have to sign this document. My husband, British, now an American citizen, he had to sign this document. And it says this. Why well, you just hear? Listen, this legit is happening right now in our government. I do solemnly put in your name that I will support, protect, and defend the Constitution and government of the United States against all enemies, whether domestic or foreign, and that I will bear true faith, allegiance, and loyalty to the same and any ordinance, resolution, or law, or any state convention or legislature, to the contrary, notwithstanding, and further, that I will do this with a full determination, pledge, and purpose, without any mental reservation or evasion whatsoever. And further, that I will well and faithfully perform all the duties which may be required of me by law. So help me God. That's what we sign to be a citizen here in the world of the United States. What would it look like? Let me read this again. For us to sign ourselves over, I belong to the kingdom of God. I don't just hang out. I don't just have little clubs and tree houses and get together and do potlucks and Bible studies where we talk about it. No, I have signed on this and this is who I belong to. The kingdom of God that I will support, I will protect, and I will defend. I will bear true faith and allegiance and loyalty. I will do this with a full determination, pledge, and purpose without any mental reservation or evasion whatsoever. And further, that I well and faithfully perform all that is asked of me by King Jesus. So help me, God. It's possible to just hang out, be a stowaway and not have full citizenship. One foot in both worlds. And y'all, listen to this. Jesus says, this is possible for you to be in the kingdom and never known. This is why in, in the gospel, he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we cast out demons and, and do mighty works in your name? And I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, the worker of lawlessness. You have a new life with new, new citizenship, and it has new role, rules. A new life, new citizenship, citizenship, and new rules. That is why I've written this book. Seriously, the body revelation is about dropping the pin of the life that you've lived here on earth while getting you to get through, metabolize the pain that tries to keep you, the ache, the desire. I wish I was smaller. I wish I had that body. I wish I had that money. I wish I had that marriage. All those desires, they hurt. They burn within us. This book I have written to go, okay, let's drop the pin on the things we want because we hunger. And then let's move. Let's move this thing along until we have full citizenship in the kingdom and this body belongs to the king. I am here to do his will. Ephesians 4. Listen, now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do 
in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of why? Because of their ignorance that is in them due to what? The hardness of heart. They've become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus, put off your old self, which belongs to a former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. It's corrupt. Y'all, the mafia makes money off of deceitful desires. If you just have a desire, you can hire a hitman. You can hire someone to do your dirty work. Deceitful desires. And to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. And to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. I love the NIV version says that those, the, the former manner, the Gentiles, those who do not know about God, those who have been outside of the Father's house, they are hopelessly confused. They've closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. And here's what I want to say. Another reason that I've written this book, the hardness of heart, the callous, they become callous. Calluses happen because of friction. You rub something over and over enough and that skin will start to just get dense. It no longer feels. See, that's the deal. We feel so much. We feel rejection. We feel ugly. We have all this emotion that has feeling and no one has taught us what to do with our feelings. And then we don't know truth because no one taught us about what about my body. And we feel utterly alone. And in that friction, we eventually go numb and our hearts are hard because we've desired deceitful things. We've desired the things of the world. And here's the truth. As you desire the things of the world, it will burn. God has created it so that when you desire the things of the world, you can get it if you want it, but it's such work. It's such a fight. <laughs> You're so tired and burned out and numb and numbing. And so we turn to drugs and food and sex and money and all the things that that's why in Matthew eleven twenty eight says, come to me, all you who are weary. You're so tired. You're heavy. Your hearts are calloused. Come. Let me read from the message version. This is to get you ready for the storm that is blowing in. Same version, Ephesians 4, 17, 24. You ready? Come on. And so I insist, and God backs me up on this, that there be no going along with the crowd, the empty-headed, mindless crowd. They've refused for so long to deal with God that they've lost touch not only with God, but with reality itself. They can't think straight anymore, feeling no pain because it was too much pain, too hard to, and then we become callous and numb, feeling no pain. They let themselves go in sexual obsession, physical obsession, addicted to every sort of perversion. But that's no life for you. You learned Christ. My assumption is that you have paid careful attention to him, been well instructed in the truth precisely as we have it in Jesus. This is my favorite part. Since then, we do not have the excuse of ignorance. Everything, and I do mean everything, connected with that old way of life has to go. It's rotten through and through. Get rid of it. And then take on an entirely new way of life, a God-fashioned life, a life renewed from the inside and working itself into your conduct as God accurately reproduces his character in you. It's rotten through and through. So, after a time of rest, 
the storm's coming in. You're going to see thin again. You're going to see thin. You're going to see a celebration of thin. You're going to see a lot of people getting thin. You're like, what? You were just, wait, what? Friends, you have found your place. It's in the kingdom of God. And I, I just got to say this again. We want God and the blessing of the ache. Okay, God, I want you and I, I want you to, I want a skinnier body. I want whatever that is that you think you want. Friend, all I know is if you want God enough and just want God, and he becomes the satisfaction of your heart, the things of the world grow strangely dim. And I'm just here to say it, man. Some of you are not going to get the body. This is why Paul gets the thorn in his side. There are some things that just are not going to resolve on this side of eternity. It's just not going to. Can I still worship God? And remember, the world, the enemy is constantly going to make it about your body. It's such an easy target, which is, hey, it's why we need your prayers here at Revelation Wellness. With the launch of this book and with the next season we are going into, we are stepping into fallow ground. The enemy is mad. I believe it's one of the reasons my body has taken a nice little whiplash. Because we mean this. We mean this. Our body belongs to God. This is a kingdom ordinance. And we can't just be visitors in the world anymore. We have got to fully sign on the dotted line. I swear my allegiance to Jesus Christ. And that old way of life has got to go. It is rotten through and through. I have been saved by grace through faith. And my reality now, here's the step. Listen, your reality now is not based on what you can see. Because we serve an unseen kingdom. We're trying to make the unseen seen. So we live according to faith, by faith, and for faith because we are so deeply loved. Your concrete evidence is not going to add up. That's why stop stepping on the scale. And when I say that, I mean like weighing and measuring everything. There's a whole chapter in this book. I can't wait for you to get it. I actually think I wrote the book just to get to that chapter. And it isn't until stage five, but it's talking about the reality of faith. Faith is the substance that everything has been made of. It's the substance of your body. It's why the concrete things do not stick or stay. It's moving. It's shaking. It's changing. And through faith, we change the world around us. We say it. We speak it. We believe it. We pray for it. We contend. We invest in it. And we say, I'm not backing off of this. We must continually deal with our core wantings and hungers, everyone. So for those of you who obsess about your body, your core hunger concerning your body is your body, that your body is not enough, that your body is ugly, whatever that is. You are going to need to take that time and time again to the Lord. Hey, no news here for you. You're like, again, Elisa? Yep, that's it. Do it again. Do another rep. Take it back to the Lord. Where else are you going to go? You want to go to Weight Watchers? Do you want the pill? It's there for you. Options. Lots of options exhausting. Do the one thing over and over again. God, I'm back again. Change my mind. Renew my mind to see my body the way you see it. Oh, remind me, God, that my body is about ability, not vanity. I'm telling you right now in hospital beds around the world, no one is laying there thinking, I need to lose some weight. Wish I'd lost that five more pounds. They're not thinking, man, I just want to get out of this bed. I want to see my family. We're made for love, not vanity. And those of you who neglect your body, your hunger is for not necessarily the body, but for the bread. You hunger for that hug on the inside. You just want that comfort. That is a core desire for you to contend with, to take over and over to God. Don't despise the discomfort. Stop making it about your body and stop making it about the bread. It's all idolatry. It's worshiping and serving created things with too many options rather than creator God. Oh, 
I, I still have so much more to say. I'm going to end it there. I'll come back and do another teaching. I'm done. I'm done. Someone give me a towel. Jesus, let's pray. Jesus, help us, God. We hear you. We love you. We, we want to be these people. We want full citizenship. We don't just want to visit the kingdom, God. So we ask that, Holy Spirit, by your spirit, your power and your might in our inner being, that that old way of life has got to go with those deceitful desires, the things that we've made it about, the things the world has told us to be about, God. Help us to fill our minds with the things of heaven, not on things here below. God, help us to turn the channel. Help us to talk back to the TV when it tells us that we're supposed to have something that you have never authorized for us to have. Lord, and help us to be of good service to the world. Help us not to just sanitize ourselves and wash clean of it, God, but to actually train up to infiltrate those who are perishing, to bring hope, to bring joy, to bring this good news that body freedom is found in Christ and Christ alone. Lord, help us with our hungers. Help the people here, God, who have made it about the bread, who want more than you, their comfort being found in food itself. And God, help those who have made it about their body, myself included, God. Watching myself get older has been wonderful and wrecking. But you're worthy. You get it all. We swear allegiance to you, God. Raise up your body. Raise up your people. Your kingdom come, your will be done because we have body ability, a voice and breath in our lungs. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, we hope this episode blessed you. And if you love it as much as we did, would you share it with a friend? And be sure to swipe up on the show notes. You will find all the links mentioned in the episode. Let's keep the conversation going. You can leave us an audio message and tell us how this episode sparked something in your heart. We would love to hear from you and hear what you think. Thank you for being here and be sure to connect with us soon in all the places. Peace.